we're joined by Tiffany Hamilton, who has taken her 20 years of experience working as a marketer for some of the world's biggest brands and has created a brand of her own called Victor Wear. Their ultimate goal is to grow the brand to become a major employer of people with disabilities. Tiffany and her son, which is her inspiration, are working together to create this brand. And she's joining us to talk to us about raising her son who has autism and the challenges when it comes to employment with our community and how we can support our children in entering the job force. So we are blessed in a cipher with Miss Tiffany Hamilton. And she's going to talk about so many different things that I love to talk about in a cipher. She's going to talk about entrepreneurship. She's going to talk about parenting a child with autism. And one of the things about her that is nearest dearest to my heart is the why she decided to go and create Victor Wear. Um it just really is in alignment with why I started to do what, what I do. So with that being said, Tiffany, hey. welcome to the Parenting Cipher. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. So as I mentioned before, she has a business called Victor Wear, and I wanted her to explain what Victor Wear is and why she created it. Yes, thank you. So Victor Ware, we just started Victor Ware on Saturday. So World Autism Awareness Day. We what? we just we just launched it. So obviously okay. we've, we've been working on it for for several months now. Um, but super excited about that. Um, and we started it. So my son and I, my son uh, Isaiah, he's fifteen. My baby. He'll always be my baby. Um, but he has high functioning autism. And um, and we've kind of had the idea for a while about um, like doing T-shirts, like you know, for since he was like eleven because he's very artistic as well. And I just kind of hung on to that idea, and it has evolved now into Victor Wear, which is uh, an active wear brand. Um, and our mission, and and really an inspirational activewear brand. And our mission is really to inspire triumph over obstacles and empower underserved communities to be victorious. And by underserved communities, of course, we mean uh, people just like Isaiah, people with disabilities, uh, minorities, and also the LGBTQ community. Okay. Well, first of all, I didn't know you just launched because you. When I look at you on social media, it's like I'm like, oh. But I also went to the website, and guys, it's beautiful. Oh, thank it's you. It's full of things. So I thought it was all. <laughs> I thought it was already popping. Yeah. Well, we're we're trying to get there. We're getting, and that's that's why I'm here. Just you know, really generating awareness around our brand, and really what we're trying to do with. Uh, I mean, we ultimately want to grow the brand um, to a point where we can be a major employer of people with disabilities, people like Isaiah, like I want him to work. Uh, He is actually working with me, but I want this to be like his paid job. So that that's, that's uh, the vision. Right. So with, when you're talking about, you know, one of your missions is to employ people with disabilities. Um, One of the things that really I honed into when I went to the site is the discussion that you have about the high employment and the autism community. And um, 
I wanted you to speak a little bit about that, but I also had like a sideline question. I don't know if you can merge it in. Is do you find that um, when it comes to the under underserved community, mm-hmm. when we talk about autism community as a whole, mm-hmm. that they are more likely to have more difficulties with finding employment? Okay. Okay. So the first question is around um, just the overall kind of difficulties of unemployment. Difficult. Why is there yeah. no unemployment? I'm sorry for like oh, no, 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 going all the way in it. But what's it like? So what do why? You, why do you think there's such a high um, unemployment in the autism community? All right. So I'm I'm gonna really start at the basics. And that is just how human beings, I feel, are wired. And uh, honestly, I feel like we are kind of wired to um, gravitate to people who are similar to us. So whether it's similar abilities, interests, colors, religions, whatever, I just I just feel like that's how we're wired. Um, so... You know, and of course, uh, with disabilities, although it's, it's, I believe, 26% of people in the U.S. have some sort of disability. Um, I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's hard for people sometimes to know, like, how to interact, what to say, what not to say. I, I, and I do, I do think that's part of it. And I think it creates um, issues around inclusion, um, discrimination, uh, you know, being shunned and so on. So I think, I, I do think that's part of it. The other part is, you know, it's amazing, like with autism and it is such a spectrum, but mm-hmm. people pick up on kind of social awkwardness, mm-hmm. which, and, and you just think of like how that manifests itself in the workplace and, you know, it just throughout life. And it's hard to kind of relate to that and to even identify that, oh, well, this is autism. Like the thing is, it's, you know, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because it is different on every single person. So I think that's also a challenge, I think, for employers. And again, this gets around to the spectrum aspect. There is such a spectrum from genius to highly challenged in a lot of areas and I do think job coaches are really effective for people with mm-hmm. autism and kind of just an investment from employers on understanding how to train people with autism, kind of like how their brains work. Like an example, my son can be like very literal. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, mine is too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you give him like, if you tell, I always tell people like when working with him, show versus tell. You know, like if you give him like a visual or you demonstrate something, he'll pick up on it like instantly. Uh, it's like amazing. You'll see a 180. But if you just kind of give like verbal instructions, it, it'll take him a little longer. So there's a lot of that kind of nuance that it really takes an investment from employers to understand autism and all the manifestations and how to support it and help employees be successful. So kind of a long-winded answer. Um, oh, no, it was beautiful. The other thing is, of course, like our kids or adults with autism can access supports, like government supports. And there are a lot of complexities to that around, mm-hmm. you know, kind of 
you don't want to work too much or, or make a certain wage, or you may be like disqualified from your government benefits. So it gets complicated. And again, it, it just comes back to that understanding and awareness and willingness for employers to work around all these challenges and find ways to make it work. And they can make it work. <laughs> right. They can make it work. And as Tiffany was referencing, there are government agencies like here in DC is called the rehabilitative services. And Maryland is kind of created kind of like the same word, rehabilitative services. And um, they have programs that help people with challenges to locate employment. Um, which is interesting because it does fall under, you know, their protective community. So if they are higher in a government agency, you know, they have those protectives in place. Um, but I love when you talked about the job coaches, mm-hmm. because like I have relatives who they went through the program, but there are some pieces sometimes that they need to sustain their employment that aren't necessarily thought of. And But he's mm-hmm. also an adult. So it's great that we're having this conversation. So anyone who hears it, if you're using those services and you're like, I need something more to sustain my child, give a voice to it. You know, one of the things I love about what Tiffany is talking about is there's a lot of things in our community. We don't really give voice to, we suffer through it. (laughs) We navigate through it. Right. But we don't give voice to it. And it's the voice that empowers not just your child, but the whole community. Community. Absolutely. Um, the other thing you said so much, I mean, it was just like, oh my goodness. I was talking he's a lot. 50. <laughs> No, it's okay. This is a podcast, girl. So you mentioned your son's 15. My son is 14. Yep. I have two boys. So both of them are, are high functioning. So there's so many things you said. I was like, yes, like it goes right over their head. Like it's the social piece. And it is that piece that, like you said, employers, people, they notice, you know. They um, totally notice. And it, it can and be like little things. Like they they pick right up on it. Yeah. Right on it. Yeah. And it's like they are now labeled the other. Exactly. The other issue is people not really understanding what autism is. Some of that onus for that is the media, right? Oh, yeah. You know, the media for a long time, only focused on the severely challenged. So when we open up this spectrum where you have these gifted kids on in one area and then they're challenging others, mm-hmm. it's difficult for people to grasp. Exactly. <laughs> they're just like confused. That is so, uh, and again, I think that goes back to the human wiring. I think we're also wired to kind of, you know, categorize and simplify and they're just thrown off. Like when you see one person who is severely challenged with autism and another who is a doctor on TV, (laughs) you know, it's like, what? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So I think we've made like great strides in autism awareness, like overall, there's a time like when Isaiah was little, like when you talk about autism, it was like, you know, like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're, I feel so bad. These days, most people know someone, you know, on the spectrum, have a family member, but they don't understand what it means. And, and the whole spectrum is autism 
spectrum. Spectrum. They don't so, get the spectrum. They don't get it. So you have, I don't know about you, but my my kids, the vocabulary is off chain. Oh, uh, yeah. Mine too. Their conversation is off chain. Yep. You have a 10-year-old saying, no, I don't have friends. They're peers because they're not on my level. It's confusing yep. to people. They're like, I never had that boy. <laughs> it, I, I get that all the time. Exactly. Like they don't, it's, it's, it's like, it takes them, you know, because you can't tell, you can't like look at them and, and see it. It's, it's like, they'll be good. And then they'll do something that's like a little strange or awkward. And then you have to like explain Blame. and yeah. And it just completely throws people off. And it's and explaining it's, is weird for me. Oh, I know. I have, I've never had to, I had like, I think I went a, a, a couple of years with dealing with the acceptance as well as ain't nothing wrong with that boy. When you try to explain to your family, but I remember we had an incident in McDonald's and um, someone was in the store. They were acting crazy. They were throwing things. I literally mean Tiffany, like it flew right past us. Everybody who's out here who has a child, okay, listen to me. We're at the McDonald's, so you already know. He is eating his fries. He's dipping his fries. Everything, the chaos around him is not happening. I jump up. I said, let's go. He's like, dip, dip, crunch, dip, dip. He's in, in, his, in his zone. He's in his zone. And afterwards, I realized if I had taken the fries, he would have gotten up with me. But I had a lady walk up to me. She's like, you know, you need to talk to him about that because... That could be dangerous. And I immediately <sighs> said, well, he has autism. And she said, well, I'm a teacher. <laughs> so that means that you need to discipline him more. And I'm like, oh, no, you get that all the time. Discipline. No, they- conversation's over. Yep. And I had to like really sit and analyze that whole, like, was I explaining him or myself? Because one thing in this journey I realized is that a lot of times, are you really explaining? Explaining for someone to understand your child, are you explaining to defend yourself? Your parenting, exactly. Yeah, so emotionally draining. It really is. It is. Um, it's like, it's like, who you have these, you have can have these times where it's just like so great, and and then sometimes lots of anxiety. times, more times than than none. Yes. <laughs> so with that, with that, which is we're talking about anxiety, and you talked about. Your purpose, my son, he's like, he just turned 14. So in DC, they have summer youth and he's going to start working. And I'm, so I don't know about you, Tiffany, but I think like we're alike. So my parenting face is like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be okay. He's like, but you know, mom, people are really awkward. I'm like, I understand it could be awkward, but I'm like, you're flexing the muscle in school, you know, Blah blah blah, but for real, for real, I'm like, oh my god, like you know, there was a block that was like, do they have disability? And I was like, yeah, he does, but do you deal with learning differences? Uh, And I was like, what does that mean? And I'm and I'm like, and I didn't check the box. Then afterwards, I was like, but you didn't check the box. And like, when he gets into spaces, are are they going? Because like you said, it is. I don't know about your son, but my son, his tone. How he looks at people, how he how he verbalizes. Needless to say, if you were to have a regular conversation, but like you have referenced before, it's that one thing. Yeah, could be that one thing or that 
that second that secondary thing. But right now, my son is in, in a school with children who have ADHD mm-hmm. and various diagnoses, mm-hmm. and a lot of times there's my parallels. Too. There's right, there's a lot of parallels. Exactly. But now he's getting a job, and I'm like, oh, stay positive. He's, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be just fine. Is he getting any support on the job? <laughs> so I'm not sure. He starts the summer, and like I said, I, I didn't check the box, Tiffany. Like I am like well, since we're talking about our kids entering the workforce, um, like as a parent, as a parent, you're a parent who's who who's done it. I'm a parent who's stepping into it, and I'm trying to put like all of my positivity. But what tips do you have? <laughs> Uh, parents who are who are who are like he's 14 so like you know 14 15 um the journey is a little different when they're that age versus i think when they get out of high school and they can actually go into a program that's tailored to them like everyone is aware but i'm putting them in a program and it's like it's for everybody (laughs) well first i applaud you i i you know i think if, if you feel he's ready, you're confident, you know, let him, we, we have to, again, it's hard just being a parent to a black child just in, in this society. And mm-hmm. then you add autism, that's a whole other layer of anxiety. Um, but at the same time, we want them to get out there and get in the world and work and succeed. They can't rely on us, you know, for their whole lives. So I applaud you for, for starting so early. Um, I, you know, it might be a good idea to speak to the manager just, Mm -hmm. you know, to, in case he does run into some issues or just kind of to, to give the manager a heads up. Um, I know that I've done that and you kind of, you have to sense the program, like with different things, let's say like even a recreational activity. Um, there have been times that I haven't, you know, where I felt comfortable enough with the surroundings and the coach and with kind of how he was functioning in that situation to, to not mention it. And then other times where I was like, okay, you know, I, I I can see maybe this happening or, you know, let me kind of get ahead of it. So, um, yeah, I I would say as, as far as preparing to work, um, it's, it's, it's important for, for those around him to be able, you know, to support him properly. Okay. I'm going to check that box, but we go to a job fair um, next week. Oh, okay. So when we go, you know, I'm putting my, my mom hat on um, and fill them out. At first, to be honest, look, everybody out there is listening. Um, I have friends who I know part of the program. Oh, oh okay. So I literally was like, uh-huh, I'm just going to tell them to pick them up. I'm just going to tell them to pick them up. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm starting to think about opportunity. I had someone um, tell me like, oh, if he worked at the pool behind the, you know, he was taking payments, he'll make more money. Um, and this is way to a conversation of entrepreneurship. And I love what you're doing with your son. Um, I have been in a space because I'm, I'm about like special education equity. I'm always about um, 
getting getting the education. It's not just about like I want my education, my child's education, to be on par with the norm. I want my edu- my child's education to be on par with wealthy, yes, white privileged yeah, people. Absolutely. So with we that being the- said, yes. When they send their children to school, it is to become an entrepreneur, a CEO versus when you are doing a regular education, it is for you to be an employee. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, me and my son, like we're in, I'm entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. So, you know, they're, listen, our kids are in our space and they want to know what you're doing yeah. and you have to explain. Yeah. Like, because my son tell me real quick, you're not explaining the way I can understand. And that's because... I'm utilizing regular social cues. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm busy. Well, why are you busy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't understand. The why you, questions the why. on forever. <laughs> you say you don't have time for that. I don't understand that. You say it's too much. What's too much? Right? <laughs> that part. So my son and I, we're always, Talking like I was like, you want to be a podcaster? So we have a podcast that hasn't released, and we talk about anime. And I'm gonna tell you, and it's with, really? it's with I would, and it's with different age ranges, like my nephews and my daughter. And um, he is our historian; like he knows everybody's name. <laughs> he, he 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 corrects us on it, and we love it. But I was like, do you want to do a podcast on your by yourself? He was like, no. Um, and I was like, we could do one together. You know, I'm like your artist. You know, do you want to do something with that? He's like, I'll think about it. So I'm constantly having entrepreneurial conversations with him. I was like, so with your summer job money, um, would you buy your TV or would you buy a gumball machine or a vending machine? And I was like, and the vending machine will, I love it. will make you $2,000 exactly. a month. He was like, I'm buying a gumball machine. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to ask the school if they could put my machine in there because I they removed it. it during COVID. And I Tiffany, I was like, well, dang, I didn't even think about schools and the vending machine. You can monitor. Because one, yes, I because love one it. of the things I don't do is I, so as a parent, I feel like of a child with autism, it has really broadened how I view things. So um, when someone says, when someone else is like, oh, that's inappropriate, he, he's actually not being inappropriate. He's just really being honest. I'm not gonna, gonna stop him from being honest. The only thing I can do is get him to understand like maybe how someone else can take it. Like for instance, little boy asked my son, do you hate me? He said, no, I don't hate you, but I don't like you that much. <laughs> right? And I said, I said, he said, but mom, you told us hate is such a strong word. And I and not to say it. And I was like, yeah, but I really don't like him that much, mom. And I was like, what, what can I say? It's nothing. Yeah. You know, I can say to that. Our kids have no filter. No <laughs> filter. And I work really hard sometimes to flex the muscle of letting them be. Like, because if, if I didn't let them be, it's almost like everything they do and everything they say, I would literally, I'm going to use the word policing, but literally I would always be telling them to basically not be themselves. Right. Exactly. Like I said, it's a journey. We have fun. 
<laughs> yeah, that is a challenge. That whole um, kind of, you know, teaching them to love and accept themselves, but at the same time, kind of trying to teach the social norms. Like you feel like mm-hmm. you're, um, like you're kind of changing or trying to change them and it's, and it's not, or they, or they can perceive it that way because they're so literal. Um, like I'll give you an example. Um, Isaiah loves to, to kind of hum, you know, like to himself. I mean, doesn't do that at all. Like in, in, um, in public he did when he was much younger, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I taught him that and, you know, if he's at home doing like, it's, it's fine. I just let him because that is soothing for him. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and it's fine when he's home, it it's, you know, we can deal with it. And that's him being himself, you know, and, and autism being a part of that. How do you, so getting back to the entrepreneurial question, how did you, how did that go? Like, deciding to do something together and i know you mentioned that he he's he's an artist mm-hmm. but like how did that go like i told you with my son it was kind of like me feeling around him um a little bit and then like figuring out how to support so it wasn't so much he didn't want to do a podcast he didn't want to do it by himself yep so i think um isaiah really he he loved the He's actually like Isaiah is outgoing. <laughs> he, you know, which can it, I mean, it's great. Like we worked on this for a long time. Like the the social skills, the pragmatic language, um, but it can also be challenging because he he's so out there, but he can be awkward. So that's another story. <laughs> he, I, I get you. Yeah, he he likes the idea of. Um, yeah, like being out there and, and kind of like fame. <laughs> so so he was excited by the idea, but he was also, it was like we collaborate. So how does that look? Yeah, so we have inspirational slogans for our tees and hood, hoodies. Uh, and we, yeah, we come up with the ideas together. Um, he'll run ideas by me. I may not like them. <laughs> Or, or I may, um, like uh, some of our recent, uh, designs, like the, the rise above it, we have a variation of that, um, victorious he came up with. Um, so yeah, we, we just bounce ideas off of each other and, uh, it always, it's always interesting (laughs) because yeah, sometimes we disagree or, or there is one recently, um, one of our designs is, uh, be all in, go all out. I like that. He didn't. I like <laughs> but it. I, <laughs> I know. I, I that like motivates me. But yeah, he wasn't crazy about that. So, so it's a lot of you know collaboration and compromise. Um, and then additionally, we're gonna have some upcoming events. Uh, so Isaiah really wants to participate in planning the events. Um, so I'm putting him to work. <laughs> I'm going to have him proof doing a lot of proofreading too, <laughs> cause I can't do it all. So, so yeah. Oh man. I love that. I <laughs> love that. Um, you must not going to have to, when we launch, I'm going to have to put him to work too. 
because it, it, well, it sounds stuff. like you already are. Like right, but you know, sometimes it's a. I'm not gonna say it's a slippery slope. Um, depending on your personality, sometimes like for me, I'm used to doing everything by myself. Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of pieces. Um, like when we started, we it's talked about <laughs> right. We, we talked about you know starting a brand. Someone has to be in front of it. Like who has to who's going to be in front of it? Who's going to do the promotion? So, um, but with that being said, we we had the same conversations, you know, about like, well, what do you want to do? Well, do you want to actually do the social media instead? Like, you know, um, ironically enough for him, <laughs> like your son, he doesn't necessarily want to be, he's, he doesn't want to be the face, but he's willing to be the face if someone's with him. Yeah. Which that is, is fine. It's fine. And that's a step. You know, who knows? Like once he's out there, he may, you know. He might decide to what? really turn it up. Yeah. So yeah. one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about, um, it's cause so listen, everybody, it's rare in the day. I mean, I had a, my friend on the podcast last season, but outside of like people I meet in these circles, <laughs> it's very rare that I talk to other parents who have children with um autism and you know, high functioning autism. So, you know, it's always just like such a joy to know I'm not alone, right? And that's the whole point of the cipher is like throwing in experiences so you know you're not alone, but you learn from them. Yes. So um, with, with that being said, it's challenging enough to be raising a child with a diagnosis. Um, but now we're adding on the fact that they are Black as well, Black male as well. And that can be challenging. And how do you deal with that? Um, from like, 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 from the moment diagnosed uh, to now, like navigating that space. You yeah. know, when dealing with people. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, that is why I'm here. Honestly, that you know, all of the the recent, you know, murders and, you know, of course this has been going on, you know, forever. Everyone has a phone now. Um, but that just really ignited something in me. Um, you know, the, the recent statistic uh, I've seen around unemployment uh, in the autism community is like 85%, which is staggering. I don't even know what that number is for, for, you know, black uh, mm -hmm. you know, autistic adults. Um, but I know it's, it's going to be like, you know, even higher. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I live every day with a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety. Um, yeah. Around him, you know, surviving and thriving in this world. Um, you know, right now we can protect our kids as, uh, you know, they're not on their own. They're still living with us. I don't know if I have a very articulate answer here. There's no. A lot of, there's a lot of anxiety, but there's also a lot of drive in that I am determined to do whatever I can do to help secure his future and give him opportunity and, and, 
and and make the world more inclusive, like make mm-hmm. people aware of the spectrum as we discussed. And yeah, because we're here and we have to deal with it. He is going to have to get out there and deal with the world and work. And I want to empower him with the opportunity. So if other employers aren't going to give him a job, mama's going to give him a job. We're going to have our business and do our thing. Like he is going to thrive. I'm not going to have it any other way. I will do anything in my power. So yeah, I, I would say, you know, that the anxiety is a, is a, it's a burden, but it's a blessing in that it makes me like relentless to ensure his success. I have to agree. I have to agree that anxiety about it, it increases your drive and your focus to ensure your child has the best outcome. Absolutely. Yeah, that most definitely. Um, and, and it's not fun though. It's, it it's, it's quite it's, painful. It's not fun. Um, I just had like a recent experience with my youngest son when, um, even though, so listen, let me tell everybody, like I have a friend who always say their tagline is so listen, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use jungle roses. So listen, (laughs) just because your child is in a setting that is special education does not mean that they truly understand autism spectrum. Um, so my son is like dichotomy. He's high functioning, highly verbal. Um, but then he has other, other, other challenges. And, um, all of a sudden he's sweetest little boy. All of a sudden there's behavior issues. And I'm like, wait, what, 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 what's going on? What, what is this happening? Is this happening to me? Is my child being profiled? (laughs) Like what is happening right now? Um, and having to navigate that. I'm just driven to find other ways to ensure that he's getting what he needs. And when you spoke about like, you know, you know, the issues that are happening with black males, which has always been a thing. um, I just think that last year, I mean, not last year, but when we had the incident with George Floyd and we had Trayvon, um, my sons don't like watching news. It, it raises their anxiety. However, the Trayvon yeah. thing was all over the place. And um, my son asked me, well, what age do I have to stop wearing hoodies? Because uh, I do not want to be shot like Trayvon. Yep. And um, to have a serious weighted conversation and see him trying to work himself out of it. Like, I just won't wear a hoodie and it won't happen, you know. Um, and it, to have to say to him, I mean, it's it's not really about the hoodie, right? Um, and then I seen pictures of your handsome son, and he's like, I thought he was older until you said fifteen. I was like, oh, he just like my son. Um, and we had I a, can't stand it. I can't it, stand. It. I am like this, like he's just super tall. He, but super tall. My son still is has the baby tall. face, and people yeah. automatically think yeah, that he's older. And I'm gonna, and, and it's so it's so weird um, when we talk about America and how the perpetuation of like equality and we're all blah blah blah. But you know what? He, my son received the best um, interaction with someone not related to him 
in the airport in Dubai. I mean, because he's so big, like they assumed he was an adult. But his mannerism, so, you know, guys, like, imagine you have, like, he's a young man. He's, like, six feet. He's, but he, at that time, he's, like, 13, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, he, how he's built. And they were pulling him to the side to you do search. And he's, like, wait, my mom, my mom, my mom is right there. And they, from him saying that, they realized that he was a kid. Yep. And they, and they were, like, is this your son? I'm, like, yes. They're, like, okay, well, we have to you know, searching for whatever, whatever. And, um, and they were talking to him, like their tone, cause tone is important. Tone is so important to them. Um, and, um, he was like, okay, you know, but that's, I can't even imagine what it would look like if we were here. It's a, it's a concern of mine. Um, you know, to the extent I think, um, in the community in the autism community, a lot of times there was actually another uh, black mom who created, I think like a watch or some type of app or badge because her, her son has autism. And we all know, well, maybe we don't all know, but there's a lot of times with our children who have autism who may have um, verbal and social um, challenges that it, it exasperates the situation. It, yeah. it just makes it worse. Exactly. Um, because they're trying. They don't understand why you're why you're grabbing me. They don't understand right. what's happening right now. And when they're they, trying they to They don't say, know how to react, like, in the moment. Like, what's an appropriate reaction? And, yeah. That, and just, you know, missing cues. And, yeah. Right. All, all, all kinds of things can go wrong with, with, with those interactions. And you just try to figure out how like someone told me oh just make sure that he really really understands his rights and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah there are many layers of complexity to that (laughs) (laughs) it's like i mean i see what you're saying but you don't understand yeah you know (laughs) me and tessie are just like we don't have words (laughs) I, yeah, I don't even know what to to say to that. It's, you know, I I I don't have I. That's something I struggle with. I mean, I, you know, right now I I don't let him go out like by himself. I'm not there yet, um, because of that that fear. Uh, I mean, he so he does ride his bike, um, but. Yeah, like going to the store, it's 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 hard um, because I, I know I know what could happen. Um, yeah, I feel like, feel like I, I never thought about it, you know. But yeah, the store, the store for me too, and it's like, okay, I know he can. I'm like, just take your phone, you know, because I'm just like concerned that. Somebody's going to misunderstand. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's yeah. Like I can't even. Oh, it's just there are just so many like little things that you know I've seen him do like really little things that could just be like you know misinterpreted, and um, and and we have a kind of unforgiving society in in a lot of ways, um. 
So honestly, that it's 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 something that I'm continuing to work on that anxiety. I've- so we can keep talking about anxiety. So how do you manage your anxiety? <laughs> you got Tiffany's face. She's just like child. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, it's you know there there are a couple of things that I do. I have this app. You know, of course, there's an app for everything. Girl, I got my apps too. <laughs> I've got my apps, and one of them is um, Insight Timer. It's like a meditation app. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's like guided meditations. There's affirmations that helps me just just kind of being present, staying in the moment, because a lot of, you know, when you think of the what if and the future, that's what gets, gets you. That's the anxiety, but just, you know, being grateful for where you are and listening to positive, like, you know, they have affirmations where it's just all, you know, like, you know, I am successful. I am strong, you know, that sort of thing that helps me um, there's a, another thing too, uh, it's called EFT, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tapping. Are you familiar with tapping? I did an episode uh, on tapping a little bit. Oh, did you? My that, kids use it. Works. It my kids works. use it. They int- My daughter introduced my sons and. Oh, really? Your daughter? How old is your daughter? If you know. She, well, now she's 22. Oh, wow. Okay. She has ADHD. Mm-hmm. So she is discovering how to manage it. And she discovered EFT. It works. It really does. Do you have you seen the Brad Yates videos on not yet? Oh, he's Look. good. They're good. <laughs> hmm. You just follow along and and that works for me. Taking walks. Like walking is it's it's almost like spiritual time for me. Um Walking, hiking. I love just being out in nature, fresh air. Um, and and really just focusing on all I had, like the blessings of life. Like Isaiah is a blessing. He is the biggest blessing of my life. Um, and, I, you know, and I have a great family. I have a great partner. I love my dog. You know? <laughs> I love my little golden doodle. Um, but really, like, she, she gives me joy. Like, every day she, yeah. So I, you, you, have, you have to fill your spirit up with things that give you joy and peace. Like, it, it, can't, it can't be all about, like, our children. Because if we're not full, if we're not happy, we can't give to them. Mm-mm. We can't be, you know, the best parents we can be. No, and they pick it up. Oh, oh my! They Isn't that it. amazing? Like they miss so many little things. They pick socially, it socially, but they pick. Yeah, they absolutely do. Especially when, when they're in a setting that they are discovering um, emotions and empathy and stuff like that. Because I remember I had a period where I was got lost in the sauce. Everybody, it was overwhelming. And I have two, you know, so I have four kids, two I've raised and two biological. Uh, and like mm-hmm. all of my kids have some kind of diagnosis, right? Um, but my my two youngest are four years apart. 
So the diagnoses were coming. And with my, my 14 year old, that's, I call him my million dollar baby y'all <laughs> because we think, so people like to focus on what is what they can see, what presents. Um, but the thing with um, his, his diagnosis is pervasive developmental disorder mm-hmm. is that it's not just um, the social piece or the cognitive piece. He also has physical pieces. So jaw underdeveloped feet, not um, have not are underdeveloped, not developed the way that they're supposed to, you know, surgeries, um, decisions, decisions that we make together. Right. right. Um, coming up with money for that. And Ashley, that's a whole other conversation, whole other conversation but Ashley accepting it. I will never forget. He was going to a, to a tutor, her son. So look, this speaks to the entrepreneurial and drive of parents with these kids who have challenges. Her child was actually diagnosed um, on the lower part of the spectrum. And she put a pause on her career and homeschooled him, but she got certified in all specialized programs. And then, <laughs> and then she started to tutor other kids. Mm-hmm. So because she had done all the things, she was able to actually help me. So she said, you know what, Ms. Dawkins, um, at this point, it's not, it's not reading. I, I think you need to take him to um, a developmental optometrist. And she, Tiffany, I kid you not. I, I've been there. <laughs> she, she told me for three months. Now, listen, y'all. I was paying her $1,000 a month. And every month, she would tell me, like, this is not the best use of your money. Right? And then finally, I, and apparently she was telling the, the optometrist about me. <laughs> so I finally took him. He said, you know, she was telling me about him, about you and your son. And I'm just wondering, like, why did it take you so long to bring him? And I told him, I said, because I didn't want else to be wrong with him. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want nothing. <laughs> Oh, but I know it's, isn't it interesting how like every developmental phase, there's like a new, a new thing. It's, it's overwhelming. I've, I've been there. I have totally been down the optometrist route, like with the visual processing and yeah. Audio, audio, auditory auditory process. Yeah. We've done the, yep. And and at this point, at this point, it's just like, okay, all right. It's on the plate, but he's the first one. Or it was like, soon as I thought we got this pack, it dumped. Yeah, there's, yeah. And and the thing is, the younger they're diagnosed and the younger you can catch whatever it may be, the the ability for it to be remediated is is better. Like with his jaw. Much better. With his jaw, they were like, if you don't do this, by the time he's he's fourteen or fifteen, because the calcific, the everything starts to lock in place in your mm-hmm. jaw. It's no longer soft. It's not malleable. They were like, "We're gonna have to break his jaw." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh no! Yeah, I'm not gonna be that no. mom. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna be that mom. <laughs> I'm not gonna be that mom." Right? Yeah. Same thing with his feet. By the time we got to the feet, it wasn't so much. I was resistant. It was more of, "Well, what is a good time?" To, to do it. But I mean, Tiffany, we did the one foot. It was fine. The second foot, I felt that it, 
The person who did his anesthesia didn't do a rape. So he was in pain not because of the surgery, but because the anesthesiologist hit some type of nerve that you couldn't reach. But sorry. One of the things I'm I want everyone to hear me and Tiffany, we're laughing about it because we get to, because like Tiffany said, the joy, the gratitude when you come out on the other end is um I went to his physical therapist and she said to me, because when I first went, she was like, Why you do that? Like, who does that? Like, and I'm like, girl, you don't know. Right, you know, I had a moment of doubt, but afterwards, when she saw the x rays, and this is after surgery, she was like, Yes, I understand. She was like, Let me tell you something. She was like, Even with the foot surgery, he still has abnormalities in his toes that can't be fixed. She said, And if I tell and if anybody tell you they can fix it, but what that means is he can't get any high impact sports. And if he uh, and if he and if he does it, she was like, he's gonna grow up. He's gonna have back problems, mm-hmm. and problems, and he's still man. He has to have orthotic. But the other part, she said, was like, he can never ever ever be obese. She said he'll end up in a wheelchair. Uh, now, guys, like this is after surgery, though. Mm-hmm. So what would what would it been like without surgery? Yeah, right, it, right. You know, and now um, and navigating these spaces are are. They're different. We're not familiar with them. Um, but like Tiffany said, like all the ways that you deal with your anxiety, but one of the things, all the things that Tiffany said, if you did not get a clue, <laughs> you have to make space for your own sanity yeah. and yourself and the things that you love. And I will never forget where I was like, I had a period where I was just lost and my kids were apologizing to me. I'm so sorry, mommy. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like, what? why are you apologizing? I'm so sorry you have to sit with me in therapy. I'm so sorry. They will say, what do you like? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, well, you have to like something. You like to read? What do you like to read? Right? And and that made me to really begin to understand how I'm showing up and how yeah. they perceive yes. themselves. And I need to get myself together. Yeah, yeah. That's profound. Yeah. You, you have to make that time. Um, anxiety is chronic in the black community, period. And if you don't believe you have it, then you're in denial. I mean, the black, experience, the black experience, you know, it's, it's, it's trauma. It's, quite it's honestly, like historically. Yeah. Trauma period. Okay. Cause I'll never forget. Like I was, uh, I was getting, actually getting, I can, I can puncture it. And I was talking about oh, my that's kids. That's another hey, thing. I, have to that acu- I love acupuncture. That acupuncture. I'm telling you. Like for stress. Oh, yes. Highly Every, recommended. Everything. In our- yes. <laughs> and I was talking about my boys. And I was like, yeah. Because my boys, it's so interesting how, how your child could be diagnosed. So their autism spectrum and anxiety. Like the anxiety is so pronounced and so profound. It has, it has to have its own separate space. And I was telling her. And she was like, oh. Well, where do you think they get that from? I was like, man, they dad. <laughs> she was like, no. I was like, my mom. <laughs> she was like, I think you need to look a little closer. I said, you talking about me? Are you saying me? Are you? She was like, 
Oh yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I'm holding it down. <laughs> I'm in total denial of, and I realized that I've been there. That see, I have the same issue. Same issue. I know I've given some of my anxiety to to Isaiah, and without you know, it's just just me being who I am. Right, just and it's like that. That part, you know, you said it. You said it earlier when you're talking about anxiety. And she was like, "The what if?" And I was like, "I don't have what if. I don't have what if. You know why? Because I got plans. I got plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. What? What? Anything happens? Anything happens? I got it. I can pivot." But guys, that's, that's anxiety. That's anxiety. Anxiety. It is. It's you know the one of the. That it's classic anxiety because when you have anxiety, you try to control. Yep. I mean, kind of like, you know, like what we're doing, like with, I mean, at least we're in this together, starting this business. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of the ways to cope with it is by controlling. I, I'm girl. It's deep. We could, we I'll have to come back for, for the. For the anxiety, anxiety conversation, but it's, it is it's something, and I just love that um, what you're creating with your son, um, in the space that you're creating for others because it's challenging out here. And at the beginning, I was just imagining a place where they could just be who they are, and and just be comfortable in the skin that they're in. Yes. Without that possible person talking to them a certain way or perceiving them a certain way, um, oh, you're arrogant. I mean, you wouldn't put those words to like the, traditionally people would not really understand what I'm saying. But I know you do, Tiffany, and anyone who's listening. When you have children who are higher on the function in their vocabulary, how they see things, very literal, very literal. Like my brother said, oh, you know, sometimes the way he talks, it could be a little offensive. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, as an adult, maybe you need not be so sensitive because his intent is not to be harmful. It never, never. It's right. just, you know, there, there's no filter. Like it's you, you will get the truth. <laughs> and honestly, that, that's, uh, can be <laughs> challenging. It should be uh, challenging. The- <laughs> for the receiver but yeah. I mean like I said I love what you're doing and I just want you to tell everyone um how can they learn more about Victorware? yeah so uh check out our website victorware.com uh you can also learn more on our social channels Instagram and Facebook are uh Victorware Global and uh also on LinkedIn is Victorware. So check us out. Uh, we're going to be very soon announcing a giveaway uh, for a tease. So please stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, we hope to, to see you. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm already following you. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. So this is Cypher. And we can't, I can't let you go until you throw a song into the parenting Cypher. So I always ask people, what's that song that gets them going? It keeps them up. Um, it does it have to be just one? It does not have to be just one. I had a whole person last week had a whole playlist. And I was like, go ahead, girl, throw it in there. I could give you a playlist. I mean, I love music. So um, songs that come to mind immediately, I, I love Beyonce. So Formation, definitely. Um, 
I love, uh, let me think, like inspiring songs. Uh, Superwoman, Alicia Keys. Um, I love Luther's version of The Impossible Dream. Um, it's 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 beautiful. It actually, it makes me think of like Martin Luther King. <laughs> it just makes me think, I can do this. Um, hero, Mariah Carey. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Those are songs, like as far, you know, inspirational songs. Oh, you know, another one. I don't know if you'll find this inspirational, but Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye. That, now I'm to, that song is powerful. I love Marvin Gaye. That song is powerful. I mean, and it's, he's speaking the truth. Like there's only three things for sure. Taxes, death, and trouble, but you got to keep moving, you know? I I got it. Yeah. That's the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, for joining us on the cipher. Thank it's you. Been Thank a, you for having me. A true joy. <laughs> yes. I feel like I've made a friend for life. This is great. From one band to another, you are doing the best with what you have. Remember to be patient with yourself and your child. Please subscribe and check out the website, www.theparentingcypher.com for additional resources from this episode.